This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Claudia Monacelli, the guest of this podcast called Let's Talk So Well. Before I press the record button, I was with my guest, who I will introduce you to right now, and we were laughing so hard. So we forced ourselves to turn on the record button. Here we are. (laughs) I told him I was going to make mincemeat of him, but I will be kind. I will be kind. Today, (laughs) I'm with Ken W. Stone. Ken, say hello to our audience. <laughs> it's wonderful to be with you, Claudia, and hello, audience. <laughs> good, good. Now zip it. <laughs> now zip it. He's talking to us from uh, Colorado. And uh, um, who is he? Well, like I said, I'm going to make mincemeat of him. All right. Now, you all know that before I have my guests on, I give them questionnaires, and it's a kind of um, funny at times, but it's personal, and um, so they fill it out, and they tell me what they want to talk about, and their, you know, strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, some topics. Well, they also give me a suggestion to how to introduce them. And and this is a secret between you and me. <laughs> forget. As soon as you finish this episode, just forget what I said. Now, who's Ken? Ken W. Stone is the sole archaeologist. Now, that's um, quite interesting. And I imagine that you gave yourself this nickname? I did not. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to find out who. <laughs> oh, I hate to spoil your fun, Claudia, but I didn't give myself that name. That's okay. I'll get you in a couple of sentences. <laughs> We're still going to get to the mincemeat, aren't we? Oh, come <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. Come on. Let's. Get back. <laughs> Sorry. I'll serious. Be, I'll pull it together. <laughs> yes. You were saying someone gave you that um, nickname or. Yeah. And you don't want to tell us who it oh, is? Oh, I'm happy to tell you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that you wanted me to tell you the story. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Why would I talk about it? Wake up, Ken. <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah well listen crying back back at the beginning yeah i'll be i'll be crying here in a moment too um back at the beginning which wasn't that many years ago um probably in 2008 or 2009 is when this happened and what happened the naming the naming that you're asking me to tell you about (laughs) and uh i thought i missed uh, something (laughs) This friend of mine um, was sitting with me. We, I think we were together in person. And um, 
Her name is Rhonda Renee, mm -hmm. and she has all sorts of intuitive gifts. And I had done session work for her. So she had experienced whatever Your the heck work. it is that divinity mm -hmm. works through me, however that uh -huh. is, whatever that is. And on this particular day, she said, I want you to just start talking about what you do. And I said, you already know what I do. You know, why would I, why, why would I tell you something you already know? And she said, I know, I know, but just start talking to me. And I said, maybe it was in 2010. I don't, I don't want to just tell the story. <laughs> and, uh, it was really and I said, well, you know, <laughs> whatever it was, um, I said, um, listen, I, I think one of the things that God does through me is help people uncover the buried treasure of divine presence that's already inside every single human being. And she said, you're the soul archaeologist. Yeah. And that was now it. That makes sense. Absolutely yeah. makes sense. And I yeah. loved that you gave her credit for that on my show. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, we will try to get through this because not only is he considered the soul archaeologist, he is a spiritual teacher, comma, messenger, and healer. Now, I will hit you with the healing after about 15 minutes, after okay, I get I'm you talking. All right? You're going to write that timer. down. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if you hold your word here, Claudia. <laughs> he is the founder of the Resonance experiment and author of the forthcoming book, Resonance, The Path of Spiritual Mastery. Now, the Resonance Experiment. I am in Netflix watching this. <laughs> now, what is it? Well, um, you know, this is another conversation I was having with a friend. I was um, trying to figure out, I, I had done an event. I like to do free events, right? So yeah, the reason I, I like to do free events that. is that the barrier of entry for the stuff that God does through me is very high. Yeah. Because when I try to talk about it, people say, this sounds like a bunch of hoobity ha. You know, they just think <laughs> this is, you're just making woo, this woo up. It's the word is, I think. There you go. But not just woo woo. Um, it's off the far end of the woo-woo <laughs> scale. And at least that's the feedback I get from people. And so oh, often- Oh, you're kidding. No, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I understand. Oh. I can't talk to everyone about this stuff. No, I can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so then, okay, so I, and I'm getting this feedback early on, right? People are, mm -hmm. are saying, you know, this is too weird for words, or I'm having the deepest spiritual experience or whatever. People are giving me all this spontaneous yeah. feedback. And- um, so anyway, for a number of years, I did an event that I called four days of healing mm -hmm. and I would do it over the last four days of the year. And I offered it as a free event and blah, blah, blah. And it was great. And it sort of came to its conclusion for reasons we can discuss if they're of interest to you and your was audience. Was this in person or, uh, online? No, it was an online, it's a virtual event. Uh -huh. Okay. And so, you know, of course, people are tuning in from all over the world and so on. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I was chatting with a, a friend of mine and um, he was saying, you know, I think maybe you should be doing a, a new kind of event. And I said, OK, that's really interesting. And, you know, there's a bunch of in, in between the parentheses, there's a big, long conversation. But one of the things that I had realized on a uh, maybe in the prior year to when we were having mm -hmm. this conversation, 
I had gone to some friends of mine to a retreat that they held. They'd invited mm -hmm. me to come as a participant. And on that retreat, I was trying to figure out what is the through line of my life? Because mm. it's sort of like I live one wait. life. What do you mean by through line? Like, what is the common theme here? What is ah, the thing? Yeah, that, I understand. Because Perfect. it seemed like I lived one life for the yeah. first part of my life and then something mm. totally different for the yeah, second part. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out there must be some common theme. And mm -hmm. so one of the things about my background is that I, I used to play jazz trombone. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was actually accepted to Berkeley um, School of Music out in Boston, but never mm -hmm. attended. And had I gone, I would have gone into their music production and engineering program right. to be a sound engineer. But I actually became a sound engineer anyway. And <laughs> when course. I was <laughs> when I was doing sound, I had I, I wouldn't have described it that time because I wasn't conscious in this way, but. I looking back on it, I would say it was a very spiritual experience for me to do sound. It was an yes, experience I, of something that was just entirely intuitive for me. It just happened. But wait, right? wait, Ron, uh, Ron, Ken Stone. I came out with Ron. <laughs> you know who Ron be? is? <laughs> One of my guides, you apparently. I just got, I just learned a guide name. <laughs> wait, wait, before I forget. Okay. Um, yeah. What's interesting uh, is that you said it just, you implied that it just happened. Yeah. the music and the sound yes. i yeah. i don't believe that i believe that the seeds are for i'm only talking about sound not sight yeah. for sound are at, you come out of the yeah. womb yeah. and I you agree. have your sound your ears hear what they yeah. can hear and I that agree. stays with you unless there's yeah. uh, illness a serious yeah, illness yeah. or yeah crazy yeah. um you know that woo woo stuff negative energy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well maybe and, maybe a more accurate way to say it is that i didn't understand i hadn't been trained as a sound engineer and uh -huh. when i got behind a mixing console to do the yeah, sound yeah it happened i just sort yes. of knew what to do yes. right and that doesn't and, bode well for uh, institutionalized education does it no <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't at all. I know. But it also, it didn't really bode very well for my career either, because I went to work for a guy who was very <laughs> agitated by the fact that I couldn't describe why I was doing what I was doing. But anyway, that's a separate story. So anyway, I was on this retreat and I started realizing, okay, in sound, I was having an experience of resonance. And I could mm -hmm. tell when the mix was in resonance because something happened in my yeah. body. Mm -hmm. And then the audience would go nuts because it sounded amazing. And it didn't really matter the kind of music. It could be yeah, a course. symphony that mm -hmm. I was mixing or whatever, you know, it didn't matter. And so, and I started realizing, oh my goodness, this experience, this spiritual thing, whatever it is that God does through me, this also is an experience of resonance. We could call it divine it, resonance. It, of course, of course. Yeah. I agree. I and agree. so, and actually... Um, one of the things that I'm particularly interested in is that the the physical, the visceral experience mm -hmm. of divine presence. And so that was what gave birth to the resonance experiment you know, was that I would do this experiment with people. Me. Yeah. You're surprising me because you're yeah. speaking about it and as if you were incredulous yourself. And it seems so natural to me. Of course. Of yeah. course. It well, is divine, you know? 
wake up. <laughs> I mean, I know it is divine, right? But yeah. I'm also, as I'm sharing this story with you, I'm re-experiencing my life in a way to to pull, to have an embodied experience of the story. Yeah, embodied divine resonance. Go ahead. You've had the floor. Again. So with with this experience of embodied divine resonance, is an opportunity to viscerally encounter divine presence. And so the purpose of the resonance experiment was to do a, an event, which I've repeated, and um, invite people to explore that visceral experience for themselves. And rather than me telling them, here's what it's going to be like, right. I was just doing, you know, whatever <laughs> God does through me in session and transmission. And they were having whatever experience they were having. And then people would, you know, comment, they'd open up their mic, they'd share, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the resonance experiment. How long did that take? How the, the, the entire event? Oh, you mean actually the virtual Time. event? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long was, did it last? Maybe a three-day event. We did uh -huh. it over three days. So uh, people would register and there was some pre-content. Oh, like but I there was, was a time, there was a schedule. Yeah, yeah, and, like then, an, and then and then and then it became a, like an evergreen event, so it's available for people okay. to participate anytime Good. they want. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Now we gave away a lot of the stuff, so <sighs> you make my job difficult. <laughs> I'm making it so difficult for you. <laughs> Wait, now I'm going to go back for what he wrote. To what he wrote, God expresses through Ken, this man here, in a very unique way. When people sit with him in transmission, now. Uh, comma, what do you mean by in transmission? Well, um, transmission is just the best way that I know how to describe what my perception is of what's happening. And what I mean by it is it's something more than a meditation mm -hmm. because I become aware of everyone who's participating and I'm, um, witnessing them energetically mm -hmm. or spiritually. I'm trying to um, think of a synonym. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I, I One of the, I mean, I'll say a session or a transmission. The reason I use the word transmission is that I differentiate between transmission and meditation. Okay. But often okay. Yeah. my students don't. They'll just say, oh, uh -huh. that was a great meditation. And yeah, 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 in my yeah, yeah. vernacular, I'm, I would say, mm -hmm, well, that mm -hmm. was a transmission, but well, who cares? you know, I, I, I know I'm not following the right uh, road here, but I have to say while you were talking before as well, yeah. it was very clear to me that um, yeah. this is, we're talking about love very oh, yes. simply. And, yes. you know, it's almost as if people have trouble talking about love, even saying the word love, just as much as they have difficulty talking about money to someone sure. they don't know. And sure. um, it's interesting, uh, you know, it's very, very interesting that people sort of dance around the idea. And uh, because it's scary, maybe, do you think, and that people are uh, fearful of it? You know, yeah, if, I think you have something there. Yeah, I think that, yeah. yeah, I there's this idea that I have kind of developed over the years that I think of as the core wound. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yeah. sure it's not unique to me. In fact, yeah. I'm guessing that nothing I say is unique or, or different. <laughs> How could it be? It, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think that's just true, right? Yeah, so uh, there are only so many words to describe the ineffable, but um, 
anyway, my idea about the core wound, for sure, my core wound relates to unconditional love, a lack of mm -hmm. unconditional love. And I've hypothesized that that may be universally true. But whether it is or it isn't, the I can say definitively for me, it is. And I mean, the minute we start talking about love, you and I or any of us on the planet, I think we are definitely treading into a very uh, vulnerable space for vulnerable. many people. I, I think yeah. you're right. That That is the yeah. perfect word, uh, vulnerability. Yeah. People are, you know, quite vulnerable. It's like being on the, I dance Argentine tango. And so oh. when the floor is empty, they put on the music, you get invited right away and you're the only couple on yeah. the dance floor for, yeah. you know, forever see yeah. yeah 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 and that's a vulnerable place to be oh that's, yeah uh, yeah yeah it can feel very naked i think and yeah. and talking about love is I, I would say it's a form of being naked emotionally yeah spiritually sure, sure. Uh, perhaps even physically right because there are for many people sure. there are so many traumas that are related to yeah. what maybe for other people are a loving dynamic but for yeah. that individual isn't. You know, so. when you say spiritually, um, uh, physically, we have that word emotionally that still mm -hmm. is another, you know, we don't talk about that emotionally, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because there's the concept of love. Okay, we have the concept. All right, this just... Uh, podcast talks about soul and what's the soul okay what is that soul and when we um talk about love there is sort of for me it just you know spirituality is love i i don't yeah. have any distinction other than that yeah yeah and, yeah and it if it amazes me how people discuss what they do in a way that um, doesn't always get the message across, but yeah. they cater. I think this is it. They cater to a certain uh, target, a certain niche, maybe a market niche. I don't know. And um, it, it was quite, it's quite always quite interesting for me to see, um, you know, how how people do the work they do whether they're architects whether they're you know whatever they're uh, they cut stones or anything but uh the way they do what they do and they talk about it to sell it to get you enthusiastic about it because they just love their job you know very few people can do that very few people are enthusiastic about their, what they're saying, what they're listening to. Um, and it's so sad, so sad. You know, um, I, I, I sometimes I think, well, it could be worse. I mean, you might have to pull teeth to get something out. And, and, and that's, that frightens me. That frightens me. But I think, you know, here, we're, we're here. We're supposed to be speaking. We have to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to have any problems with my, I mean, if anything, I'm too enthusiastic, Claudia. 
Wait, let me go get that that bio data. Let me go back to the yeah, Come on, let's let's come. I mean, where's the mince meat? I'm so far okay, I'm very wait disappointed. A wait, wait, wait. All right, so we said God expresses himself through Ken in a unique way where people who sit with men in transmission. We just spent transmission. We already got carried away with something on that, that word. Uh, all right, and you already all know that they have a profoundly different experience of the divine in their body. Okay, now we did take a, a winding road to get here. Now comes something specific, and we will make him tell us more about it, if we want. Let's see. <laughs> All right, Let's he see. has worked, for example, he has worked with a number of advanced former students of Maharashi Mahesh Yogi, if I'm saying that correctly, who each said unprompted following their initial session with him, that was the deepest spiritual experience of my life. Hats off to you, Ken. Now you're going to explain to us who is Maharashi Mahesh Yogi. Well, um, he was the man who, who founded Transcendental Meditation, right? So okay. um, he was a very well-known spiritual teacher. And um, I, I didn't study with Maharishi. I, um, and what's, um, maybe I can explain this comment, even the origin of this. I was sitting oh. with a, a friend and a colleague of mine, mm-hmm. um, we did an event together in um, uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh-huh. and he we went out to get ice cream afterwards. And <laughs> oh, thank uh, God for that detail! That's important. Yeah, uh, <laughs> love it. I'm telling you, I, it is important because of the person oh, that I, took me out. Any sure. anyone who knows Alan Davidson, it, you'll <laughs> you'll remember he's not in the body anymore. But this will make you giggle if you oh, know okay. Alan. So we were sitting, he said, I'm going to take this boy out for ice cream. So we went out for ice cream and we were sitting there in a Baskin Robbins in the most innocuous place. (laughs) And we started having this profound spiritual conversation, which I think every conversation is spiritual. So (laughs) good. But Alan had a particular gift around sort of language and so on. Mm -hmm. And he started describing his gift in this terminology that just blew my mind. I don't remember exactly what he said. I wish... He has a gift, even, you know, being able to mention he does definitely have a gift. Mm. He he had this beautiful gift. And I said to him, oh, my God, I wish I could describe my work in that way. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he he gave me maybe some of the best advice, just single line advice. Tell us. It's such good advice. He said, pay attention to what people are saying to you. Because what they're telling you. They're giving you the answer to the question that you're asking right now, Ken. And in that moment, I started thinking back, A, how I had worked with all the, I mean, it wasn't something I sought out, at least not consciously, but I ended Mm -hmm. up being referred to a bunch of people who had, I mean, some of them had been in flying rooms with Maharishi. Mm -hmm. You know, they used to meditate and they would- You mean flying rooms, you have to explain this not- Everyone oh, will understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, Maharishi mm-hmm. would meditate and they would levitate in these rooms and they mm-hmm. had padded walls and they would 
levitate and fly into the walls while they were meditating. So wow. that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm told. Right? Okay. So I wasn't there, didn't wait, see it, didn't wait, wait, participate. Wait. Thank you so much for that, that story. And that will gives us an idea of, um, I don't want to say power because I don't like to use the word power no. in these contexts, but the yeah. significance, the relevance, the, the light of that experience. Now, Ken tells me that, and this is odd for me, okay, Ken helps elite athletes, high-performing teams, and spiritual member uh, messengers unlock and express, this is what I don't get. He he helps them unlock, okay? Comma, there's a comma there. And express their sustaining deep flow states. There must be another comma here. This four words in a row is very, com it's confusing. So you're going to have to talk about the um, unlock and express. First of all, why only athletes and high-performing teams and spiritual men? Why only those three did you choose? Wait. And then um, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And why um, unlock and express their divine power? Okay. On the playing field. All right. They're all well, on the play, spiritual members too. They're on the playing field. Okay, but that's all right. <laughs> you don't have the gift of language that that other person <laughs> who knows how to express himself have <laughs> and the world. Now, uh, he, he writes something. So, so I, let me finish the little bit of, you know, question marks here over everything. And then I'll give you all the time in the world to respond. Um, now he, he tells me that his work helps individuals and teams. This is another piece of the, of the puzzle here, open, deep, sustaining flow state so they can expand their experience of what their experience of the zone in inverted commas, professionally and personally. Now I'm thinking, mama, he just threw that word spiritual on top of all this. And now they're athletes and all of a sudden they're on the playing field and they're in the zone. Okay. Now this is a minestrone. Yeah, this is like a fruit salad, you know? Um, what are you talking about, Mr. Ken W. Stone? You've confused my brain. Well, um, think about it this way, Claudia. Okay. So you in my world, you're a spiritual messenger. I think uh -huh. everyone is, by the way. Yeah. And to I'm me, sure. a spiritual messenger is somebody who is consciously aware of the manner in which divine presence or the role divine presence plays in their interactions with others in the natural world. Okay. So um, in my journey as a spiritual messenger, yes. I work with people who are just waking up spiritually, sure. who have no awareness, maybe they're having an awakening in a uh -huh, resonance experiment or something like that. And I work with people through sort of all phases of their spiritual development. Okay, and I do yeah, that I through, it. you know, virtual retreats and mm -hmm. I do transmissions weekly and classes and all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, in my private practice, I have over time and it's not that I, it's interesting 
that you, I can't remember exactly how you made reference to it, but people are trying to figure out what their niche the, is niche and all of this. Market, this, yeah. is, this is not, this is not my journey at all. In fact, I, I took a class from some heart-centered entrepreneurial expert to try to figure out what my niche should be. And I, I felt so relieved when I figured out what my niche was. And then I, I went and did it. I developed a website associated with the niche. And, and do you know what? what? There were absolute crickets. No one responded to it at all. And then, and then I said, um, I'm still trying to figure out it. what crickets is. <laughs> Silence. Nothing's there, Silence. right? It's, it's empty. Yeah. All you can hear is just the crickets. Yeah. So then I, I said, the heck with this. I'm just going to do what I feel called to do. I'm going to okay. follow that inner call that, sure. I mean, I feel like it's divinity calling me, but whatever. Right. And so I started doing that. And Wait the a minute, minute I, I started- Before you go on, yeah. I want to tell everybody that he is not speaking and if you will allow me to say this about you, Ken. Please. He's not yeah. speaking from a position of privilege. He forgot to tell us that the decision that you made, Ken, does cost you a great deal in terms of change. And, oh, and, and, yes. and that has a very big price at times. Indeed. You go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. An, I guess that is important to say, isn't it? Sure. The, um, what a beautiful witness you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You are sweet. Well, <laughs> it, you are sweet, but I'm going to turn you into mincemeat shortly. <laughs> I ain't finished. <laughs> I got to come back. Let me open this file again. <laughs> come on, you're tricking me. <laughs> no, I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm just trying to have fun with you. So the, okay, so that decision for me was a place of total freedom. And the freedom mm -hmm. there was, I could care less how this lands. This isn't a marketing effort. This yeah. is, I'm not trying to fit into anyone else's ideas. I could care less what the world thinks I should do or what any particular person thinks I should do. I'm going to do as I'm called. I'm going to follow that, that lead. And that's going to take me wherever it takes me. And there were, I'm sure as you, as you know, from your own experience and from having worked with many people in this process, I mean, there are many different layers of that, right? And there's mm -hmm. sort of an ultimate surrender process. And I mean, I'm, I've gone through all of that. But the the point that I'm trying to make is that the people that I have ended up working with in my private practice Came have not you. been a function of my, mm -hmm. you know, some strategies. idea that I had. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I want to go. Uh, find those people and figure out how to get them into my practice. They just showed up in my practice. They, they were referred in. Yeah. And in, in sort of the same way that this gift started expressing through me, it, from my perspective, in a very spontaneous way. And so when, when, when you're asking me, you know, what are these, like, I'm just, Everything that I, I mean, some language I feel, it's not that I've developed it because they're words that are used in other contexts, mm -hmm. but the way that I utilize language has a very particular meaning oh, yes. to me. Yes, yes. And, and so in this case, I'm, I'm trying to um, substitute words that have meaning for some people yes. as a way of trying to talk about something that's very, very difficult for me at least, to yes. succinctly make reference I know, to. But let me stop you just a moment because yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very difficult is his work helps individuals and we know that and his work helps teams and we got that. 
but he helps them to open sustaining deep flow states. Yeah, yeah. I wish I understood what you just said, but I'm very impressed you're speaking Italian. It's beautiful. Um, it's very well, exciting. You know, he's my ability to, to speak like, fake Italian is not matched by your ability no. to speak real Italian. You're um, throwing smoke in our eyes and we I'm are... I'm not trying to. Yeah, I know. This is, this is, but what, what does it mean, those flow states? Yeah. Maybe I don't know okay, that so, word. Yeah, yeah. So, but... You know it from an experience standpoint, okay? Uh-huh. So, w- what? Forget about Very let's good forget answer. about flow states for a minute, mm-hmm. okay? Let's just think about presence. Uh-huh. So, when you're having an experience of embodied presence, mm-hmm. and for me, what I'm talking about is in the body presence, not an yeah. idea, mm-hmm. not even a feeling. A being state that has not originated from a thinking process. You know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. Okay. That is a sustaining state. And it's okay. not sustaining because mm. I am causing it or you are causing it. Okay. It is originating by the divine. Right. The divine is okay. expressing that. Does that make sense? Okay. I get it. Yeah. But then below all right, you you yeah, you tricked me into understanding. Okay, I get it. I'm but not trying I to still... trick you, though. I mean, I know you're just having fun with me, but no, it's, I'm really no. not trying to blow smoke or trick. Okay. For me, the the a flow state is where, I mean, think of it this way. You stand in the middle of a river, and depending on in which state of consciousness you're in, the river yeah. is about to kill you. Mm-hmm. You can direct the river to do the things you want it to do. Okay. You are surrendered to the river. That is, you yeah. are in flow with the river or yeah. you are one with the river. Okay. I, I'm starting to get it.
we're we've been laughing again. <laughs> he said, "Are are you going to put this on video? Because if people look at me first, I had one ear for ear head your headphones and then I didn't have any now I have a different one <laughs> yep <laughs> like he, he's a unique part, guy <laughs> part, part of it part of the divine mystery here is that <laughs> that I just, boom, boom, boom. in addition to deep flow states headphones paint. <laughs> okay so let's back to your question about wait, wait. what is this deep flow this state, flow state right? I, I think I got yeah, that you get it Okay. And, but, you know, there's, um, an underlying the, the, you know, this, the, the sports metaphor comes up and being yeah. in the zone professionally being in the yeah. zone. I think it's one of those, uh, catch words that be, everybody thinks they know, but then, you know, you talk to somebody that's not from the United States. What are they talking about? But you can, we, I understand when you're at yeah. a professional high, they can yeah. expand their experience of that high huh yeah yeah i think that's uh, one way to say it and, and maybe and personally mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so another way of saying this is that and i would say this is something that is a a big part of my private practice yeah is people get to a certain point in consciousness in their development mm -hmm. and maybe they're they're having the experiences they wanted to have things are unfolding the way they want them to, but they're not fulfilled. They're yeah. not having an experience of being fulfilled. And yeah. um, the the solution, at least from my perspective, is not to dial in further into the thinking process mm -hmm. or to the feeling process or to the visualization or any of the things that maybe took that person to that point. I it's know, to move but it's into difficult. a being state. It's difficult. It is. It is. It's profoundly difficult. It, and it's yeah. not stuff that you flip a switch with. But something happens when I when I work with people in transmission, mm -hmm. the the there's something that's happening experientially in that yes. dynamic. Okay. And it's it's not like um, often when I do session work with people one on one, it's entirely in silence. Yeah. So yeah. we're not even communicating anything with words. The work yeah. is taking place at a much deeper level. And uh, you're right, it is difficult. It's not something you that know, happens over the course of a couple of weeks or months. It's interesting because you just, as you were talking, it made me think of um, an interaction that I had with a client. And people come to me, all of them, to uh, create a, because I'm a psychic medium, to talk with, right. with their uh, loved ones. And yeah. it's very difficult when I, because the, the loved ones really want to continue talking. They are right. trying, they need to speak to them and right. it's frustrating for me, you know, right. but like, um, this is an interesting idea to create events where you start to get, uh, people start to have the feeling and the emotions right. of of what it is to hear things and to see yeah. things and visualize. Yeah. Many people don't even know how to visualize. They really yeah. don't. And I just yeah. took for granted that everybody knew how to visualize. I was corrected by a colleague saying, you know, not everyone has the capacity of imagine to imagine things, you know? Right. And uh, there are, what's interesting. Uh, I'm just thinking of it now from, um, 
something that I did with my clients was um, we started by visualizing a shape and then change the color right away. Right. And, right. and then you finally get their awareness and it will, it only takes very little to, to, you know, get the attention. Right. But I ask you now a difficult question, Ken. People who have the capacity to move other individuals in the same way and to feel joy, you know, to, to actually feel joy is, and I don't want again use the word powerful because I have found there are certain cultures in the world who put much stock in their gods and uh, living people like you and me um, as, and they look to them for such, well, they look for them to have the responsibility. They, right, they're right. not willing to take responsibility right. for their right. own awakening. Right, And right. Um, it's hard because it seems like I'm castigating, you know, somebody by speaking like this. Because no, no, I get it, what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it starts with the idea, Ken, like you and like me, but for me it happened when I was very, very young. Things yeah. happened. I would see right. things people didn't no one else saw. I would see spirits right. walking. I would see right. spirits fornicating. It looked like right, right. Know, on the ceilings. And that's why right. a sexual experience is a very spiritual, you know, experience in my sure. uh, um, experience. And sure. it's, it's quite difficult, especially when you span the international border and right. uh, come into contact with the culture who has um, very firm beliefs in, in rooted in a system which is a an institutionalized religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I ask myself, well, who am I to say, you know, if they live a fulfilled life and if they live in joy, then that is absolutely working for them. Yeah, you know? beautiful. And beautiful. and um it's it's quite, you know, I I we've known, I I I mean, I'm sure you are old enough to remember um these um I guess what what do they call them? Uh, a serpent oil oil on the you know they get up on a, a soapbox and they're oil sellers oiler slickers what do they call them snake oil sales snake oil sales snake oil yeah and um yeah. there are a lot of those in the yeah. religious world in the spiritual yeah, yeah. world yeah and uh you know the 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 it is power they have yeah. the yeah. ability to sway people's belief, and that yeah. is very dangerous. Very, very. I agree dangerous. entirely. I agree, yeah. and you might you might imagine that I I might resist something like that, but I I really agree with you, and I think that it, there is, I mean, I the way I perceive it is that in certain developmental stages in consciousness, and I sort of perceive that there are four primary stages, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. however anyone perceives it right, sure. in certain developmental stages 
there is a, a tendency to want to give power away to somebody yeah. who can, right? Yeah. Who has yeah. the insight, right. the awareness, the answer. Well, one of the things that, I mean, in addition to regularly, I mean, I think there are a couple of ways to sort of undo that uh -huh. um, from my perspective, say in the context of my work. One okay. of the things that I, um, that I think is essential that I feel called mm -hmm. to for sure is a, a level of vulnerability, of authenticity, of humility, and of embodiment that mm -hmm. is a counteract to that. Yes. But, yes, but it's I, I don't I don't stand in that space to counteract, but to be who I really am. That's my yeah. goal. And who this I is, really am is people just don't know. A, they don't know. Right. Many people right, just don't know right. who they are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And but I am discovering who I am yes. and I'm doing that in a way that is maybe more public and more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, I so sure. I, when I say to somebody, listen, I perceive divinity in this particular way, yeah. or I'm having an experience in the same breath, I'm saying to them, listen, I, I believe um, yeah. I have the experience that divinity does something through me, but what that means to you is something that only you can assign meaning to. Obviously. And yeah, yeah. And so, and then you discover through your own intimate experience yeah. with divinity mm -hmm. what divinity is calling you towards yeah. and what that means the idea, to you. You know, the key yep. word there is intimate. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it is very, very intimate. Because then, yeah. um, you know, there still is a tendency, I have to say, and it makes me laugh that people just divide the physical from the mental and from the right. emotional. Right, and right. so, you know, I'll just have, it's a friend with benefits or, you know, right, oh right. my God. I, <laughs> right, 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 to, right. You know, as if these things English. could be separated. Yeah, right. as if they yeah. could be separated. And it makes right. me laugh. And I think, oh my God, where did they learn their language, you know? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> or, right. Know, but but um, it's, it's, I'm very pleased that I didn't have to make min mincemeat. <laughs> did that come out right? Mincemeat of you. You did it yourself. <laughs> but it was, this was, this is such jolly good fun. Um, it was really, really good. I liked talking to you so much, immensely, Ken. But you surely must have in your box of tricks the plans for a book. I don't just have plans for a book. I have a book. Um, Where is and, it? You didn't tell me. <laughs> and it's, uh, well, it, it's at the beginning of the bio, but we went in such granular detail through the bio. We got distracted <laughs> with other exciting things. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I did say it. No, no, it's not published yet. And what oh, I will tell you we'll is see? that um, it's the first, I'm sure, of many books. Um, uh -huh. Good for you. It's a book that is connected to a class that I've taught. Um, uh -huh. And the name of the class is Igniting Resonance. Okay. And um, the book is when I first Renaissance. Taught, the, the, Resonance. The book is um, Resonance, oh. The Path of Spiritual Mastery. Okay. And, okay. Um, and that um, book is really oh, a wonderful yeah. companion to the class, but also a deeper exploration. And I will tell you, I'm in the place in the writing process of refinement. The book oh was my ready God. to be Oh, the pain. <laughs> Well, for me, it's fun. It's fun. Me, it's, it's a I'll very spiritual experience. It's what I'm doing is I'm in the process of integrating 
my I thought you were going to say from the in, book in, in the process of paying someone to do it for me. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, nobody, nobody could write the book except for me. I am the embodied <laughs> transmission. So nobody would want. <laughs> nobody would want to. I'm the only person who could get this excited about these topics and explore at this depth. Anyway, it should be coming soon. Yeah, there's a. Book. Oh wait a minute now. So, um, it's doesn't have a material form yet, does it? Well, it depends on what you mean. I, I mean, there are many <laughs> copies of it. I can print it out on the printer, and then oh, it has a material oh! form. But in terms of a published book, um, oh, okay, okay, I get know, it, I get it. So it been now, let me yet? ask no, you, not yet. Yeah, you remember before we started this podcast how I told yeah. you I was here against my will, and we yes. had a laugh, and I told you I was yeah. listening to yeah. an audio book. Yeah. My question. Do you think you'll consider the audio book of your written? I, I don't I won't just consider it. I guarantee you I'm going to do it. I'm Okay, absolutely and you will you will be yeah. doing the narration. Oh, I will read it. Only I could want. read it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's I agree. For sure. Yes. Just For sure. like Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That seems like a, a, a bridge too far here, Claudia. I'm, I'm not at all like Prince Harry. And I don't mean to diminish Prince Harry. I'm just saying I'm not a prince. <laughs> but yes, I will, you, you I will be you're reading. You're still not awakened enough. <laughs> Further well, down the line, you'll, you'll be a prince pretty soon. Don't I, listen, worry. I... The, a prince of peace, perhaps. But if I'm a prince of peace, then maybe we are all princes of peace and love. And maybe that's what you're saying. Oh, boy, you are really good. You do put a period after a good, a good sentence. <laughs> all right. Now, um, I will indicate, of course, the um, his YouTube channel, which is called The Social, The Soul Archaeologist. And it also is the Facebook. Uh, no, no. Ah, you, I see. I screwed up here. Wait a minute. <gasps> There's no spaces. And so I see I ruined this presentation so for you. How awful. How awful. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> I know it's your fault. Just like in Tango, the men always make a mistake. <laughs> I know it's your fault, but it sure is gracious of you to own it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this is so phenomenal you're, you're so funny because oh. you 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 make me think that you've heard this first for the first time you know it's not part of your your programs <laughs> all right so we have the sold archaeologist ken stone ken w stone the sole archaeologist that's the youtube channel that's the youtube channel we gotta yeah. go there i'm gonna go there right away Facebook, you go there right away yeah Ken Stone spiritual teacher and then yeah. his website kenwstone.com and he has a free class just how, how he described it to us in detail and you want to be with this man in transition what do you think can we end on that note it's a great a note to end on. I would be honored to be in transmission with anyone who feels called to participate. Transition. 
I said transition. It's transmission. It, it is a transition too. Transmission <laughs> yeah, is right. a transition you're state. Right. You're right. Claudia, you're thank right. you. Thank okay, you wait audience. a minute. No, we have to talk to you soon when the book is okay. out. We'll have time oh, to read that. it and then we And can then talk. maybe some mincemeat. I mean, maybe then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, after the book comes out. I'm really good with the red pen. I got new red ink today at my favorite pen store. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. I'll get you a copy fountain of the manuscript. Pen. I got the fountain possible. pen. I love fountain pens. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Ken. Thank you so, so much for these Thank lovely you, time. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow Let's Talk Soul podcast on Instagram. Let's Talk Soul podcast is a production of Electrocast Media. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. If you like our show and like what you hear, please subscribe and give us a rating wherever you enjoy podcasts. And remember, stay curious, stay inspired, and never stop exploring the depths of your soul. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electrocast.